Hey, this is Betty. I'm the witch from the north. And I'm Lancel, the island witch. And, and you're listening to Rosemary, Rosemary by, by the Bucketful. This is a post-production, Lancel, so... This episode is a bit chaotic because of technical difficulties, but hopefully you can hear everything well. Welcome back to another episode of Rosemary by the Bucketful. Today we are talking about alternative healing in modern medicine in the online spaces, and we have a special guest for you. Uh, Megan from Around the Cauldron is back for another episode with us. And if you listened to our last episode, then you uh, have gotten to know Megan a little bit since then. But uh, let's do an introduction again. Megan, would you like to introduce yourself? Sure. Hi, uh, my name is Megan. I run the YouTube channel and podcast Round the Cauldron. I am a mom. I'm a Celtic pagan with an Irish focus um, and an eclectic witch. And yeah, (laughs) I guess what pertains to the topic um, is my experience with my own mental health and physical health and being in an online space. Perfect. Thank you, Megan. Um, And before we begin the episode, Lancel has a disclaimer for our listeners. So yeah, we're going to have a notice for this episode. So we're not medical health professionals. So please don't take anything we say as gospel or medical advice. We will also be uh, talking about alternative plant healing and energy work through the scientific lens as well as the spiritual, so it will also stand up to some scientific scrutiny, Um, and yeah. Perfect. All right, so um, for today, we wanted to start out by talking about the differences between traditional medicine in regard to things such as uh, Chinese medicine, and then the differences between Western medicine and alternative plant healing. So let's start with that. Did you uh, want to start us off, Lancel? Yeah, so there are two main ones in our community. So you have um, energy-based healing, uh, which is crystals, Reiki, uh, any form of spiritual practice. Or you have alternative plant healing, which is herbalism. I know herbalism has the most scientific basis, and you have stuff like traditional Chinese medicine. Okay, so um, are we going to be we're going to be talking basically about some of the differences and how we think they apply to healing as well as maybe apply to spiritual journeys and witchcraft. And I also talked about talking about um, how science denial is prevalent in our community. Right. I think that's a good topic. Um, And that's a big one to start out with. So we might as well just get into it (laughs) because it is super nuanced. Um, But there is definitely um, that that thought concept, especially in the new age community um, where people get into the new age and they start to veer away from Western medicine or modern medicine um, as we know it and start to look at alternative healings and natural methods of healing um, and they get into this space where they they can get into this space of rejecting uh, science and medicine 
in today's society. And I think that can be extremely toxic. Uh, dangerous. A, yeah, dangerous. That's the word dangerous. I'm looking for. Extremely dangerous, especially when we're discrediting, um, you know, the doc doctors in today's world and uh, science and the research that we have that backs up all of the advances that we've made with medicine today. So I think that there needs to be some sort of line drawn. I think it's not a bad thing to seek out more natural methods, mm -hmm. but when you place that above modern medicine and deny it completely or deny science completely, then we come into really, um, as you said, dangerous territory. <laughs> Right, right. And and just because something is natural doesn't mean it's good for you. I've talked about it before on one of my episodes about the dangers of spreading false claims and information. Um, I used to work at a natural food store that sold, you know, organic food, all kinds of different vitamins and supplements. And one thing that people always came in looking for um, were apricot kernels. And they said, they would say that apricot kernels are good for treating cancer, right? For helping to cure cancer. And as an employee, it's not my place to tell people what they can and can't believe as far as what things are good for. But what people don't realize is that there's actually a warning on the bag of apricot kernels because they contain a chemical that your body will metabolize and turn into cyanide. So... If you eat too many apricot kernels, you will kill yourself. You will give yourself cyanide poisoning. So just because it's natural doesn't mean it's good for you. <laughs> That's a really good point. I feel like people overlook that a lot because, as you said, they think natural. Well, it must be better for us because it's naturally occurring. It comes from the earth and so forth and so on. And it's not mm -hmm. synthetic. But again, as you said... I mean, we have plants that are poisonous uh, and with uh, overconsumption or even just poisonous in general uh, that you can't consume. And so, uh, of course, education and research is definitely one of the top things when we're going into that more holistic or natural realm. Absolutely. Yeah. And the main thing between alternative healing, well, when I talk about alternative healing, I'm going to talk about herbalism. So the difference between Western medicine and herbalism is that it only uses specific compounds rather than the whole plant. And just because it's Western medicine doesn't make it less natural or because it's using specific parts of the plant. So if we have stuff like um, digitalis, where only specific parts of the plant can be used for the heart medication and it needs to be a precise amount, so by making a home remedy you're gonna kill yourself it's gonna be dangerous so western medicine is better in that aspect especially when it comes to dealing with dangerous or poisonous plants right and i think um to go off of that too when we get into certain types of um things that we're looking to heal like ailments for instance um and then we can talk about also um natural methods for mental health and and so forth um there are certain things where natural alternatives of course are going to be beneficial um in terms of maybe using peppermint to alleviate a headache or you know um 
in that regard, I think natural methods can be utilized. But again, I think it comes down to making sure that you're doing your research and knowing uh, and not discrediting science or or modern medicine and uh, for treatment, especially also, if you have some sort of mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> I was just going to say, especially mm -hmm. if you have some sort of mental illness, um, you're not discrediting, you know, taking medication for that uh, in in substitution for natural um, methods. And you also need to make sure when dealing with certain remedies is that plants can contradict medication, pharmaceuticals, or uh, form of forms of medication that your um, doctor or medical practitioner has given you. So you need to be careful with that. Right. And this is where I think too that like alternative medicine and uh, modern medicine are not uh, like separate from each other. They can be used together. The, the issue that stems from denying science, though, is they, people separate them and they think, okay, well, I'm taking this medicine, but then I'm also going to take this herbal supplement. And I'm not going to tell my doctor that I'm taking the herbal supplement because the doctor is just going to say, no, you shouldn't take the herbal supplement because people think, uh, people believe in the big conspiracy of the, the um, hospitals and medical facilities are out to get your money. But uh, going off of like what Lancel said, where you need to double check what you're taking, tell your doctor, because the, the one that I use in his example, use as an example all the time is hormonal birth control and St. John's wort. St. John's wort, if you take it with hormonal birth control, it will stop the hormonal birth control from working. So you've got your, your modern medicine of the birth control, and then you've got your alternative medicine of the herb. They don't work together. <laughs> not everything is gonna work together. And, and I think people need to not be afraid to use them both together, but also ne they need to be honest with their healthcare providers. Absolutely, I agree. I think communication is key. I mean, if you look at some of the natural uh, supplements or natural uh, herbs, it'll say right on the bottle to speak with your uh, physician or your healthcare provider um, to see right. if it's right for you. And that's there for a reason. It's not just to, you know, scare you away from using it or I don't know. <laughs> make money yeah off. well <laughs> right and like we have the fda disclaimer on vitamins and supplements um because they're not evaluated by the fda okay um but yeah we have the fda disclaimer because they're not evaluated by the food and drug administration so they have to say like this is not meant to treat cure diagnose whatever because it needs to be used in conjunction with a physician. And I recently received, well, it wasn't recently. I received a comment on a YouTube video of mine where I had mentioned that I don't have a uh, typical menstrual cycle. It comes and it goes whenever it decides to show up and whenever it decides to leave. And someone commented and told me that I don't have a normal cycle 
because my body is blocked somewhere and I need to release these blocks. And just me saying the words that my cycle is not normal cuts it off. And once I just accept that everything's going to be okay, it'll come back. And I'm just, that's not how bodies work, right? Like it's just my chakra. It's fine. No big deal. But that's, that's not how that works. And I have seen bigger name pagans or popular YouTubers even tell people that are commenting on their videos like, oh, that sounds like you just need to get something right within your system. You have some spiritual baggage. Once you let it go, everything is going to be better and you're going to heal. And I just want to scream because while it might be true that that person has spiritual baggage and while we do know for a fact that there is a connection between the mind and the body, not everything is like that and we can't we can't jump to that conclusion and we should not be jumping to that conclusion because that's what's leading people to not go to the doctor and instead partake in millions of different practices that are oh millions of different practices that are um spiritually bypassing you know, they they just think that I'm going to do all of this spiritual thing. I'm going to brush all of my problems underneath the rug of spirituality. And, oh, look, it's still there, but you can't see it anymore. So doesn't everything just look all better? But it doesn't work that way. I did want to touch on what you had said, Megan, because I think it is very important. Um, I began my reintroduction to my craft within the new age realm. And I started through things like natural healing, holistic healing, and looking at some of those new age modalities. Mm-hmm. And um, in the beginning, I started to go to, um, she was a, a theta healer is what uh, they're referred to. So if you know uh, of the theta brain waves and how <laughs> we act those when we go into um, meditation and uh like uh, any sort of trance. Uh, the idea essentially is that you're accessing your subconscious mind right? Um, and you can release blockages in your subconscious mind by doing the, these sorts of uh, theta healing sessions. And um, I think there may, there is some, some science behind it in that we do hold a lot uh, within our subconscious that mm-hmm. needs to be accessed so that we can release it. However, I think that these new age practices can be extremely harmful because instead of seeking traditional therapy or instead of seeking medication for depression or anxiety or PTSD or whatever the case, we have these new age practices like Theta Healing who are saying, well, you don't need to go and do this. You just need to release those subconscious blocks where somebody who has depression will also need to go see a therapist and may also need to take medication to regulate those chemicals and those hormones in their body. And I think it's extremely irresponsible for some of these new age practices to bypass that. And so I think that you made a great point there uh, with what you said. And I just wanted to kind of add that in there. Absolutely. I just want to add a point and say it's not everyone saying that necessarily. It's just some people tend to sway people away from taking medicine. Uh, it's not everyone. That is a good point. Yeah, like I didn't want to blanket statement everyone. I'm just, I think um, it can be more prevalent uh, 
in today's day and age with the, uh, with the new age practices that are coming through, um, again, it's not everyone. Uh, that's just my experience with it. And so I'm just speaking from experience. Right, right. And what are your thoughts on crystal healing then? Uh, I'd like to start a discussion on that. Obviously, it's going to be more nuanced, but my opinion on it would be it does have value. Um, although I don't think it can cure everything. Um, we can somewhat scientifically define it using the placebo effect at its least. So I think when it comes uh, to Reiki and crystal healing, I agree with you, Lancel. I think that there are um, benefits and I think there is some validity uh, within it. I don't know um, an in-depth amount of, of I don't have an in-depth amount of knowledge regarding it, so I can't speak too deeply about it. But um, as you said previously, in regards to the, the the placebo effect, I think that there are some great benefits in regards to the placebo effect that both of those uh, modalities can provide. Um, and if we're thinking energetically or spiritually, I also think that there are some benefits in, in regards to that that they can also provide. But again, my, my opinion is that um, they should be used in combination with modern medicine if you're looking to use them for healing purposes in terms of, you know, um, for example, digestive um, issues like some people will go to uh, have crystal healing or Reiki done for, you know, IBS or Crohn's or st stuff like that from what I've heard. And I also think that it should be in combination with working with your doctor that you seek out these and not just as a replacement, because those can be some serious health conditions that if left untreated could be very bad or could, could get very bad. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And when we talk about alternative healing, we need to know that can be pretty limiting because some people tried to take it and ended up severely hurting themselves and or dying. So we need to be careful and know that it can't heal everything or substitute Western science and medicine, especially in severe cases. I do see how it can be beneficial, but I think with any sort of... Um... I, I want to call them spiritual healing methods because I, I think it's important to separate alternative medicine and spiritual healing because alternative medicine, you got like herbs and stuff, which can be beneficial and there's science behind them. But with the spiritual side of stuff, using spiritual healing methods, I think it can be a double-edged sword because you have to walk a fine line between, um, you know, you believing in it and using crystals for healing versus completely just jumping off the deep end and ignoring all of modern medicine and the science. And I mean, I have this humongous chunk of amethyst and which is great. And amethyst can help me, for example, I'm not going to speak for everybody else. Um, but amethyst for me is very calming. It's a very grounding stone, but you know, it's not going to take away my anxiety. I have an anxiety disorder and I can use amethyst, but I can also use medication. 
And so I think that it is a very fine line that has to be walked. And the issue that constantly comes up is people going to spiritual healers and completely ignoring any science that is shown to them from medical professionals. I mean, I, I know some medical information, but I'm not a medical professional. I'm going to trust the experts. They are experts for a reason. And in today's world, everybody wants to be an expert and everybody thinks all the other experts are wrong. <laughs> but they're experts for a reason. So I think we need to place more trust in the experts and quit peddling conspiracy theories, especially in this in the spiritual community. I kind of went off on a tangent, but... <laughs> <laughs> that is extremely nuanced and uh, it can lead to tangents in my opinion because I have done that many times in the past. <laughs> yeah. Um, I like the mm -hmm. distinction that you had provided there <laughs> um, in regards to spiritual healing and then alternative uh, medicine where you have the science backed behind, you know, plants and, mm -hmm. and um, the actual healing and uh that they provide uh, right. and that there is science that's backed behind that. So um, again, to provide that separation and to um, not completely discount modern medicine, doctors and science is extremely uh, important. Yeah. And I, I saw recently on someone's Instagram, someone had shared a post on their stories from someone else. So I went through and looked at the comments and stuff because that's just what I do. I like to make sure that I'm going to follow somebody and we're going to be on the same page. And this person was a Reiki healer who said that getting the COVID vaccine is going to block your block you spiritually from being able to get close to source and achieve enlightenment. And my cynical brain was like, okay, you don't want people to get the COVID vaccine because you don't want it to block them from source. So what you're saying is you want them to die faster so they can meet source faster because that's what's going to happen. And I got my first shot of the vaccine recently and I'm fine. I haven't sprouted, a, you know, horns or, you know, a curly tail or something. And my spirituality is just fine. Medicine is not going to block your quote-unquote access to spirituality. It just doesn't. We're seeing that a lot, <laughs> um, a lot more too. Um, there have been people in regards to, and we spoke about this in the last episode that you joined us, um, but people who mentioned that taking you know antidepressants for example are, are going to block them from uh, their spiritual path and, or their psychic abilities or their connection to source or anything along those lines um, right. and they, they steer people away from taking those medications so we're seeing that um, in many different aspects and this is just a newer one um, and I think it plays a little bit on fear as well Right. So we're taking the fear of the unknown of this new pandemic, of the risks that it comes with, um, and then the fear of... The fear of like being disconnected. Is that where you're going with that? Yeah. And I think that, I think it's a little, a little selfish for people to 
to to play on that fear to discourage people from seeking you know modern medicine or um, seeking traditional help um, outside of the scope of spirituality or um, plant medicine like I think it's very irresponsible and I think it's selfish for people to to do that to others Mm -hmm. I agree with you and also believing that COVID is real like I know that Nike got a bunch of death threats and anti-maskers in one of her posts because she told people to wear a mask. Yeah, wear a mask. <laughs> like, I will tell you. Wear a mask, wash your hands, COVID is real. It makes me, honestly, it makes me really sad that we're, yeah, it makes me really sad that we're having to have these conversations in our communities because uh, I don't know. I just, I can't wrap my head around the idea of, the ideas that these people are pushing because I have always been um, more of a logical thinker, which is definitely okay to be, especially in a spiritual or witchcraft sphere. A healthy dose of skepticism is perfectly fine and encouraged. However, when your skepticism completely denies the tons and tons of research and expert um, opinions that are out there, then you're not you're not being skeptical. You're you're being willfully ignorant. And and I'm getting tired of having these conversations, honestly. But they're really important to have. And the latest thing that happened was people being spammed by bots that were ascending COVID and entering. I think everyone knows the 5D thing, but now it's 5G. Hello, fellow lightworker, 5D it's, is it's, here. Um, that's where we're sending to 5G instead of 5D. And that oh, we're going to ascend COVID. <laughs> oh my goodness. Wait, so what happened to 5E and F? <laughs> what happens when we reach Z? The ultimate ascension. The age of Aquarius. Oh my God. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, it's, I, I don't think we're the only ones that are tired of telling people that you can't deny science in a spiritual context and you can't deny science in any context because... Science is not out to get you. The doctors aren't out to get you. The the climatologists aren't out to get you. I mean, what do they have to gain from all of this information? From being honest and, you know, from warning people. And if we want to talk about energetic um, and how certain energies can block you, Fear is one of the things that can absolutely do that. And when you're spreading or peddling conspiracy theories, that's essentially what you're doing. You're playing to people's fear. Right. And you're using that as a tool to manipulate them. So in in terms of these, um, these healers, these new age or these spiritual healers that are, um, that are talking against uh, getting the COVID shot, they're, they're, they're using their spirituality as a way to bypass science and to discredit science when, as Megan said, there's so much research out there and there's, it, it's, this is stuff that's not, we're not out to get you. They're not out to get you. This is stuff that's been backed. There's 
research there. I mean, how many deaths have occurred in this last year and a half from this pandemic? Like, this is not something that's just a made up conspiracy from the government to try and control you. I say to my husband all the time, I mean, we were all assigned a number at birth. I think wearing a mask is the least uh, effective way to control somebody. <laughs> wearing a mask isn't an act of communism. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, no, I am I am 100% there with you. So I think we kind of went on a little bit of a tangent there. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. But And I do want to, I want to mention again that I'm not a hundred percent against spiritual healing. I'm not against people who are spiritual healers or who use crystal healing or who are Reiki practitioners or any number of other things that are out there uh, as far as spiritual healing goes. I mean, I'm a, I'm a witch. I do healing spells myself. I consider that a form of spiritual healing because it's not alternative. There's no science behind it. And it's not modern because we already know what modern medicine is. My issue comes from those people who are using fear or who are turning people away from methods that are proven to be helpful for, uh, you know, they want them to go to more quote unquote natural sources or seek the spiritual side of healing. That's where the problem comes in. So for anybody out there that's listening, that's like, oh my gosh, I'm a healer. Like it's, it's not everyone. <laughs> that's yeah. Yeah. We definitely should put that out there. And I think Lance will said this before, like we're not attacking anybody who considers themselves a spiritual healer or alternative medicine or anything like that. We're just, um, you know, discussing this topic because it is an extremely nuanced topic. And we think that this is, it's an important topic to, to talk about and uh, to just kind of provide some insight and perspective into what we believe. Um, and I think there's somewhere where we can all kind of meet in the middle and we can agree that, you know, the different modalities in terms of healing and spiritual healing, alternative healing and modern medicine have all provided something for someone along the line. Right. And it's not to discredit one uh, and say one is better than the other. It, it, it's just that, um, you shouldn't emphasize one more so than the other. Yeah, exactly. They, they all have something to offer. Exactly. Right. And each one also has their downfalls. I mean, I worked for hospitals. I have met surgeons and I have talked to different doctors of different specialties and seen how things work. And most of them are fantastic people, but you have your, you have your bad apples in every type of healing. So, I mean, it's, like, like Betty keeps saying, it's a very nuanced topic, but as a broad spectrum of ideas, these are the issues that we're seeing. Yes, absolutely. Um, like we keep saying, like there are pros and cons to each of them. And I think that it's important to work with your physician, work with your doctor um, and seek out multiple if you, if you feel like that is um, something that will benefit you. I mean, in regards to a personal experience, um, I work with my doctor um, regularly, uh, and we discuss modern medicine along with alternative, uh, medicine and alternative forms of healing that will, that we can, you know, combine to provide me with the best experience or my, for my overall health. Mm -hmm. Um, 
So like I have, for instance, um, a hormone imbalance. And so I struggle with estrogen, like extremely low estrogen. And I can certainly take hormone replacement therapy, um, but we're also uh, looking at some alternative uh, methods that could um, provide relief and increase my estrogen without going to that next level at this step or at this time. Mm-hmm. This is not something that's not off the table. And um, I think that it's important to to consider all of those aspects and, and, and make sure that you're making an informed decision, whatever that decision may be, but just not to discredit science. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I wonder, I was just thinking about it um, because witchcraft and spirituality is not backed by science necessarily. Not that it's not able to be scientific. It's just not studied. So I'm wondering if a lot of the science denial comes from people feeling like they have to pick a side. Because witchcraft is not scientific. Medicine is scientific. But you don't have to pick a side. You can have both. Like, um, That's a really good point. But I think um, what comes to mind for me is if you think about like the cunning folk, for example, they were classified mm-hmm. as witch doctors um, in certain areas. And they used alternative medicine as what we know it today. So plants and different things. But they also incorporated that with, let's say, divination. Um, to find something that may be ailing a person. So I think that there can be that that bridge or that uh, fusion of both. Right. Um, so I don't think that it should be because it may not necessarily be scientifically, scientifically backed that we should discredit one or have to f- feel like we have to choose one over the other. It's... I, I don't think we're the only ones that are tired of telling people that you can't deny science in a spiritual context and you can't deny science in any context because science is not out to get you. The doctors aren't out to get you. The, the climatologists aren't out to get you. I mean, what do they have to gain from all of this information? From being honest and, you know, from warning people. And if we want to talk about energetic um, and how certain energies can block you, fear is one of the things that can absolutely do that. And when you're spreading or peddling conspiracy theories, that's essentially what you're doing. You're playing to people's fear. Right. And you're using that as a tool to manipulate them. So in in terms of these, um, these healers, these new age or these spiritual healers that are, um, that are talking against uh, getting the COVID shot, they're, they're, they're using their spirituality as a way to bypass science and to discredit science when, as Megan said, there's so much research out there and there's, it, it's, this is stuff that's not, we're not out to get you. They're not out to get you. This is stuff that's been backed. There's research there. I mean, how many deaths have occurred in this last year and a half from this pandemic? Like this is not something that's just a made up conspiracy from the government to try and control you. I say to my husband all the time, I mean, we were all assigned a number at birth. I think wearing a mask is the least uh, effective way to control somebody. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Wearing a fucking mask isn't an act of communism. Really? (laughs) I want to mention again that I'm not 
a hundred percent against spiritual healing. I'm not against people who are spiritual healers or who use crystal healing or who are Reiki practitioners or any number of other things that are out there uh, as far as spiritual healing goes. I mean, I'm a I'm a witch. I do healing spells myself. I consider that a form of spiritual healing because it's not alternative. There's no science behind it. And it's not modern because we already know what modern medicine is. My issue comes from those people who are using fear or who are turning people away from methods that are proven to be helpful for, uh, you know, they want them to go to more quote unquote natural sources or seek the spiritual side of healing. That's where the problem comes in. So for anybody out there that's listening, that's like, oh my gosh, I'm a healer. Like it's, it's not everyone. (laughs) That's yeah. Yeah. We definitely should put that out there. And I think Lancel said this before, like we're not attacking anybody who considers themselves a spiritual healer or alternative medicine or anything like that. We're just, um, you know, discussing this topic because it is an extremely nuanced topic. And we think that it's, it's an important topic to, Uh, to talk about and uh, to just kind of provide some insight and perspective into what we believe. Um, And I think there's somewhere where we can all kind of meet in the middle and we can agree that, you know, the different modalities in terms of healing and spiritual healing, alternative healing and modern medicine have all provided something for someone along the line. And it's not to discredit one uh, and say one is better than the other. It's just that, um, you shouldn't emphasize one more so than the other. Yeah, exactly. They they all have something to offer. Exactly. Right. And each one also has their downfalls. I mean, I worked for hospitals. I have met surgeons and I have talked to different doctors of different specialties and seen how things work. And most of them are fantastic people, but you have your you have your bad apples in every type of healing. So I mean it's like, like Betty keeps saying, it's a very nuanced topic. But as a broad spectrum of ideas, these are the issues that we're seeing. Like we keep saying, like, there are pros and cons to each of them. And I think that it's important to work with your physician, work with your doctor, um, and seek out multiple if you if you feel like that is um, something that will benefit you. I mean, in regards to a personal experience, um, I work with my doctor, um, regularly uh and we discuss modern medicine along with alternative uh medicine and alternative forms of healing that will that we can you know combine to provide me with the best experience or my for my overall health Mm -hmm. um so like i have for instance um a hormone imbalance and so i struggle with estrogen like extremely low estrogen and i can certainly take hormone replacement therapy Um, But we're also uh, looking at some alternative uh, methods that could um, provide relief and increase my estrogen without going to that next level at this step or at this time. Mm -hmm. This is not something that's not off the table. And um, I think that it's important to to consider all of those aspects and, and, and make sure that you're making an informed decision, whatever that decision may be, but just not to discredit science. Yeah. And I wonder, I was just thinking about it. Um, 
because witchcraft and spirituality is not backed by science necessarily. Not that it's not able to be scientific. It's just not studied. So I'm wondering if a lot of this science denial comes from people feeling like they have to pick a side. Because witchcraft is not scientific. Medicine is scientific. But you don't have to pick a side. You can have both. Um, That's a really good point. But I think um, what comes to mind for me is if you think about like the cunning folk, for example, they were classified Mm -hmm. as witch doctors um, in certain areas. And they used alternative medicine as what we know it today. So plants and different things. But they also incorporated that with, let's say, divination um, to find something that may be ailing a person. So I think that there can be that that bridge or that uh, fusion of both. Right. Um, so I don't think that it should be because it may not necessarily be scientifically scientifically backed that we should discredit one or have to f- feel like we have to choose one over the other. Right, right. No, I, I get that. I was just wondering if maybe that's what like some of these people who are denying the scientific basis of medicine, maybe that's how they feel. And you can't even blame the cunning fold of the old times though before we developed before we developed germ theory the idea of and like you spoke about this um if you knew someone was sick and they had the theory of miasma you wouldn't go next to them if it although it's not scientific today it helped them so why not use it Mm -hmm. i i'm with you on that one too I'm just looking up my notes to see what else. I think we, we've pretty well kind of gone yeah. like this through the notes. <laughs> <laughs> we hit one point and then we tangent. and We didn't talk about the essential oil thing. I think we all know what I'm talking about, the problem. So I have a personal connection with that. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a big problem. And I say that as somebody that uses essential oils in my practices. Like, I understand the basics of, like, aromatherapy. But I do believe that essential oil companies take it too far for the sake of profits. And so I have a family member who was a distributor for an essential oil company. And their premise or not even their premise, but they say that their products are tested and certified and, you know, they have food grade ones that are uh, quote unquote safe for ingestion. But what people don't realize is the company that certifies these essential oils is owned by the same company. It's not a separate outside third party source. It's the same company that's slapping on a certification for something that's not regulated by the FDA. So that leaves, you know, them open, basically, for whatever kind of marketing they want to do, as long as they say that their products aren't meant to treat, cure, diagnose any sort of illness and that you need to work with a doctor. But their marketing is good and it, you know, it um, attracts the average person because they're like, oh, well, I can just buy this $10 bottle of essential oil and cure my depression, right? I don't need to go to the doctor. I don't need to be on medication. 
this essential oil is going to cure my depression and I'll be fine. But that's not the point of aromatherapy. That's not what it's for. So yeah, that's my thoughts on essential oils. (laughs) I think initially aromatherapy isn't necessarily bad, but how it's being applied, like people dissolving essential oils in water, that's the problem. And people saying that essential oils cure autism. That's dangerous. I've never heard that one, but yeah, that's false. And autism isn't something that needs to be cured. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> Nor do vaccines give that. Uh, yeah, it's so hard to get that out of everywhere too. Like, oh, vaccines cause autism. And oh, there was a whole study. Yeah, but he fabricated the whole thing and it's been proven to be false now. So, Right. And I think in um, the space that we're in t- today, in today's world, I think, unfortunately we have to, the onus falls on us as the consumer when we're looking at purchasing these products and we're looking at alternative healing, uh, spiritual, uh, spiritual healing and, and so forth, uh, essential, Mm -hmm. whatever, um, as the consumer, it's our responsibility to understand where the products are coming from, understand how these products can be beneficial or be harmful to us. So, it's again it falls on us for uh to do the research and to know um but then also of course like i said many times to work with your doctor and understanding that you know aromatherapy is not going to cure your depression or cure your autism but it can still provide relief for certain things like um headache for example It, it could definitely help with that um, but to go deeper in to say things like uh, aromatherapy or essential oils can can cure cancer um, is uh, false and extremely exaggerated. And um, I think that there is a place for them to fit into uh, your your healing, your spiritual journey, your witchcraft, whatever the case may be. But mm-hmm. again, it's it's important to be to be critical and to be knowledgeable of what you're using and how it's been procured (laughs) um so maybe let's give our takeaways and then we can do our handles and stuff um megan if you want to to give us your takeaway first sure um yeah my takeaway is going to be use your critical thinking skills work with a doctor with whatever you're doing and If someone tells you that any sort of spiritual healing or alternative medicine is going to block your spiritual path or your magic or your psychic abilities or whatever, then you need to not follow them and not give them the privilege of their platform. Well said. Um, For me, I think uh, it kind of goes along the same lines. Um, Don't be afraid to seek out alternative or spiritual healing, but also don't discourage Mm -hmm the advancements that we've made with modern medicine and science. You can certainly uh, combine multiple modalities to to get the best experience and to uh, just further your healing. But again, just as Megan said, be critical. I also agree. I think you should have, if you want a balance of both, Western medicine is important. And if you want alternative medicine, it can be important for you. You just need to have a balance. Just be aware with all the things that go on. 
just be safe and cross-research, as plants can go against some medications. Um, I am round the cauldron pretty much everywhere. Um, on Twitter, though, it's without the D because it was too long, so round the cauldron. Um, on Instagram, it, there's an underscore, round underscore the underscore cauldron, because I was... <laughs> I accidentally deleted my first account and I couldn't get it back. Um, you can find all of my links and stuff at my website. It's roundthecauldron.com, YouTube channel, bringing back my podcast. Um, I think, I think that's around the cauldron crochet. Oh yeah, that too. I do my crochet. I have a shop where I sell crochet stuff, and I also have tarot readings and guided meditations. Um, I'm writing a book still. I think I mentioned that in the last episode. <laughs> I'm still writing it. It's almost done. I'm going through the editing process. Um, yeah, I think that's everything. Awesome. Thank you so much, Megan. Um, for me, same as always, um, you can find me on Instagram and on YouTube at The Witch from the North. And I'm on Twitter. Lancel D T H E and Instagram Lancel the Island Witch, and you can follow our page. Yes, at Rosemary Bucket Bucketful Podcast. <laughs>